Welcome to the uh, Pastor Jay podcast. I hope that uh, your week is going well. You're blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, whether you know it or not. You're blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, covered by God's grace. And it's just an honor and a privilege that God allows us to meet every Thursday morning at 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time live. Uh, of course, a lot of you may be watching this at some later date. Uh, and so we want to say to you, welcome. Welcome, and um, I believe God has a word for you today uh, that will bless you. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Father, I thank you and praise you for another day that you have made. I'm certainly going to rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you and praise you for the, the blessings that you have brought into me, into my life personally and to my family. But I thank you for healing, uh, for your healing power, your deliverance power, uh, your ability to give wealth and prosperity. I thank you for all of those that you are constantly uh, showering on those that believe. Father, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for your understanding and all that you are. Now, Father, as I shared this word today, let it be a blessing to fall on the ears of the hearers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we have been talking about uh, the big picture is, is having the heart of God. Because I believe that's uh, one of the things that Jesus uh, came here to do was to give us the true heart of God. In other words, seeing, uh, seeing our lives through God's eyes, seeing other people through our through God's eyes, seeing ourselves through God's eyes. And uh, I, I believe Jesus did an outstanding job of that, uh, of showing us the heart of God and that who God is and in turn who we are. And we have been attempting over the last few weeks uh, to share this with you. And uh, from your comments, if you like what we're saying, please uh, give us a positive comment. Uh, if you like it, share it with others uh, so that uh, they can receive the same blessing that you have. If you're a YouTube person, if you're watching it on YouTube, uh, please uh, subscribe. Uh, we want to know who you are. Thank you so much. Let's go ahead and, and just jump right in here. Uh, uh, we're talking about more specifically when we talk about the heart of God is understanding the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives to lead and guide us into all truth. Uh, when Jesus left the earth, was about to leave the earth, uh, particularly over in John 14, 15, and 16, he said that uh, he was going to leave, but he was going to leave the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit would do, he would lead and guide us into all truth. The Holy Spirit would do that. Uh, he didn't say that the Bible would lead us into all truth. And for some, that's kind of a controversial statement uh, because uh, when he said that, when Jesus said that, there was no New Testament Bible. The only thing that was uh, that they had available to them was the Old Testament Malachi. I'm sorry, uh, Genesis through Malachi. And so he said, no, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Paul, the Apostle Paul picks up on this and he realized uh, after he had had this Damascus Road uh, experience where he encountered the Holy Spirit 
and uh, Jesus was speaking to him. And uh, he finally, um, after falling down and Ananias coming to uh, minister to him, he received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And he saw the whole world differently. He saw the whole world differently. He saw God differently. He saw himself differently. He saw other people differently because for the first time in his life, he saw people other than Jews as people that could receive God like he felt only the Jews could receive God. And that through this revelation and understanding, he began to um, do what God had always wanted to be. And God wanted to be a big God for the whole world. You know, when God created the earth, uh, the Bible says that God made every man in his life, every, when I say man, that's a generic term for humans, that he made all humans in his image and his likeness. Well, by the time that we have this God that's there for the whole world, well, by the time we get to the end of Malachi in the uh, Old Testament, he's just there for this small, tiny group of people called Jews. And they are going around saying, God is for us and God is against anyone like us. And their writings would reflect that from Genesis to Malachi, that God is for us and he's against everyone else. And that God, anybody that tries to come against us, God is going to come in and he's going to kill men, women, and children. He's going to do all of that. He's going to wipe you out. And that's the way they wrote. That's the way they told their stories is that God was constantly delivering them. But the problem that I have, uh, my battles with uh, Christian theology, my Christian theology, because I'm more committed to Christ than I've ever been in all of my life, is, is that this Bible does not make an, a, take an account for all the other people that were living in the world at the same time that the Jews we're living. It kind of focuses in on God's relationship with the Jews, but we know that at the same time, uh, what we call Indians, and they didn't call themselves Indians, but there were civilizations in Peru. There were civilizations in what we call today Mexico and South America. There were civilizations in North America. China was around. It is all of these people were still in the world at the same time, and based on my theological teaching is that God was for the Jews and he was against everyone else. He wasn't for everyone else. Well, what I'm discovering through understanding the heart of God, that God has never, ever been against anyone. It's not for anyone. We're all made in his image and his likeness. And he's for all of us. And he never stopped being for all of us. And again, when, when, as uh, Jesus came to the earth, Jesus said, God, I'm here for everybody. You know, John said, for God so loved the world that he got so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life that he, Jesus said, let's expand God back to where he all well to give you an understanding of where he's always been, where he's never left and that I'm here for the whole world. But by the time man got a hold of him, 
who, who is God for? God is just for Christians. And if you don't sign up and become a part of our team, God is against you and he's for us. And so what we're doing is that we're we're going on this journey. And let me say this preface by saying everything that I say. Uh, this is just a small part of what I understand about God. I, I only know in part. Uh, Paul said this in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 9. He says, I only know parts. Uh, in Philippians, he says, I, I have not yet obtained. In other words, I don't fully understand everything there is about God. But what I do understand, he cannot be contained in the book called the Bible. He, he is much bigger. He was here before the Bible. I think I said this last week. He was here before the Bible. Uh, he was here many years uh, through through the uh, Adam and and Noah and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Uh, nothing that the Bible was not. No one took pen to paper in the Bible for thousands of years while God was dealing with man. And then uh, Moses put pen to paper and we get Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy and Joshua and Judges and Ruth. Well, Moses didn't write those, but we have Joshua and Judges and Ruth and on and on to uh, Malachi. But that was just a short period of time that's recorded how God dealt with man. But God has always dealt with man. He's always. And so when Jesus left, he said, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit and it's going to be his responsibility to lead and guide you in this journey of truth as you find out about Jesus Christ. And so what we're going to do is is that uh, on, the, on this week and possibly next week is talk about the significance of the Holy Spirit in all of our lives. Uh, Paul discovered this in uh we've read this in times past romans chapter 2 verse 14 and 15 and he said you know the conscience of the conscience of man is the consciousness of god that is through the conscience of man that all men can identify with God. And it has nothing to do with what they know about Jesus Christ or don't know about Jesus Christ, what religious affiliation they are, or if they have no religious affiliation. They have on the inside of them a conscience that teaches them the moral laws of God that they have a conscience that lets them know uh, that it's wrong to kill and wrong to steal and wrong to commit adultery and wrong to lie. We have a moral conscience for that. And where do we get that from? We get that from God. But the Holy Spirit that we receive upon receiving Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit that has done so much on this earth, he is now going to lead and guide us. And um, you see this happening in the book of Acts chapter 10. Peter is, uh, he's at, he's up on the uh, top of his uh, roof and he's in a trance and he began to have this vision of this four-footed beast. And this four-footed beast is According to Jewish law, he's unclean. I don't know if he was a pig or what. They don't eat pig. Uh, you know, they find the swine to be uh, unclean. And uh, but whatever it was, he said, no, I can't eat that because it's unclean. And this the spirit spoke to him and says, never call anything unclean that I have cleansed. And what he found out that when he goes to uh, this guy named Cornelius's house, who is not a Jew, but a Gentile, 
and um, he finds, he sees that the Holy Spirit falls on uh, the people at Cornelius' house, and Peter gets this revelation that God is much bigger than just for us Jews, that God is also for Gentiles. Peter gets this revelation. Well, how did he get it? He got it through the leading of the Holy Spirit. I want to I want to read some scriptures to you uh, out of the book of Galatians because as as New Testament believers, we are supposed to be led our lives are supposed to be led and governed by the Holy Spirit. And the reason why like I said earlier, there was no New Testament. <laughs> There was no New Testament for them to know how to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. They weren't written down. They were passed on orally and they were preached to, to people orally. Things that they had remembered that Jesus Christ had written, they hadn't been put uh, pen to paper yet. And one of the things that uh, happened was that Paul is now getting this understanding of who Jesus Christ is. And he gets this, watch this, by just the Holy Spirit. Paul in other places says, I'm a Pharisee. I have uh, sat at the foot of Gamal, one of the greatest teachers in uh, understanding the Torah, the Mosaic law. I am what they would call an expert in the Mosaic law. But after my encounter with Jesus Christ, I now want to know him and the power of his resurrection. And so he says here, uh, over here in Galatians, I believe, yeah, yeah, Paul chapter uh, one, verse three, he says, uh, I'm going to start in verse six, Galatians chapter one, uh, verse six, he says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. In other words, Paul had ministered to these people and he left and they quickly turned away from his teachings and understand the grace of God. The grace of God was much different than the teachings of the Torah. In other words, under the Torah law, under the Mosaic law, everything that they did, they had to earn from God. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 says that if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good. I'm sorry, that was uh, Isaiah 119 says that if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. And Deuteronomy chapter 28 uh, verse one uh, says that, uh, mm, forget, just went ahead of brain freeze there. Deuteronomy chapter 28 uh, verse one, he's talking about, he's laying down the ifs. I'll get back to Galatians in a minute. But he's saying that if you do this, then God will do that. If you do this, if you hearken diligently, it goes. If you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord, then all these blessings will come upon you. And then he goes on to say, "You'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out." But in Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verse verse fifteen, he says, "Now, if you don't do these things, that you will be cursed." In other words, everything that you get from God will be based up on you earning it. And now Paul comes along and he says, we're going to have to get rid of that old way of thinking, that old system. And according to Romans chapter 12, he says, I want you to renew your mind now to the teachings of Jesus Christ. 
I want you to, to delve into understanding the things that Jesus Christ has taught us. And now they're going to be different from the things that we learned under the Torah, under the Mosaic law. He, he would say, uh, when Jesus walked the earth, he says, I know he would or not argue scripture with people. There is a, a lesson in that for a lot of people. He would not argue scripture with people. Jesus said, I know what the Bible says from Genesis to Malachi. I am not saying it's, I am not disputing that it doesn't say that, but this is what I'm saying. I want to show you Hebrews 10, 20. He says, I want to show you a new way to live or a new and living way. This is totally new. Yeah, but Moses, Moses said we should stone people caught in adultery. Jesus said, I get it. I understand that. I know that's what he said, but this is what I'm saying. I'm saying I disagree with that. I am not going to stone someone caught in adultery. And when they ask him, uh, well, why not? Jesus says this, uh, when he asked him, you without sin, uh, cast the first stone. He was saying, check out your conscience. Check out where God lives on the inside of you. Does your conscience say it's okay to just take up a rock and, and keep throwing the rock until somebody dies? What does your conscience say? Because see, God wants to get us back to a place where you're relying on the Holy Spirit and not so much on the written word. And for a lot of people, that's blasphemous. You know, the Bible, the Bible is the final authority. No, the Holy Spirit is the final authority. He will lead and guide you into all truth. That's what he left. Romans uh, 8, 14 says the children of God are not, it doesn't say the children of God are led by the word of God. It said the children of God are led by what? The spirit of God. And the spirit confirms the word. The word does not confirm what the spirit is doing. The spirit confirms the word. It bears witness with your spirit that whatever you're believing about the word of God, that it's true. And you know, he, like I said, part of this is taking you beyond the Bible. I may not get to Galatians today, but part of this um, takes you beyond the Bible in the Holy Spirit moving on you, leading and guiding you to do things even beyond the Bible. Um, I had a friend of mine, I have to tell this story. I have a friend of mine and he was pastor of a church or he still is pastoring. And the name of the church is none of your business. But uh, he was, uh, uh, he, we were at lunch one day and he said, man, I just couldn't do it. I said, couldn't do what? He said, I couldn't keep preaching the things that I was preaching. I said, why? He said, it grieved my spirit. My spirit was saying, this stuff is not right. It was a mainline denomination where everybody was supposed to believe the same thing. Every preacher was supposed to say the same thing. And he said, I just couldn't do it anymore. He said, I called a meeting of my church and I told them I had something to confess. And of course, when a preacher has something to confess, everybody wanted, you know, their ears are like, what, 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 did he, what, what did he do? What did he do? And he said, come to church tonight. I'll tell you uh, my confession. And so he said the people, he saw people that he hadn't seen in a long time because word got out that he was about ready to make this big confession before, in front of everyone. So that he said that the place was packed. 
And he said when he was ready, he got up and he says, I have something to confess. I don't believe a lot of the things that I preach and teach. And he said he could hear a pin drop. What do you mean? You're preaching from the Bible. And he says, I don't believe a lot of the stuff that we preach and teach here at this church. And he said, finally, uh, an older woman, one of the mothers of the church, she spoke up and she says, Pastor, can I say something? And he knew that this woman had a lot of influence in the church, that he, this woman was either going to get everybody on his side or get everyone against him, depending on what she had to say about this confession. So she got up and she spoke. And to his surprise, she said, finally, Somebody spoke up. I don't believe a lot of the stuff we preach and teach in this church either. I don't believe it. And other people are like, I don't believe it either. I don't believe it either. I don't believe it either. What, 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 wait a minute. Why don't you all believe it? Because my spirit says that this stuff is not right. The way we're teaching this stuff, the way we're presenting this stuff. But, you know, if you've ever studied mob psychology, people just go along to get along, not because they believe what's, what they're doing. They just to remain part of the group. They feel like they have to participate. But God never said go along with the mob, go along with just to go along to, to get along. He says that I want you to have a relationship with me through the spirit of God and be led by your spirit. And he said that day it freed him. It freed up a lot of members in the church, although it came with a lot of persecution because the other ministers that came against him, and I know about ministers coming against you, man. I put some things out on social media. Next thing you know, you got all of these preachers with their expertise coming at you. And I get it. I get it. I get it. You know what you know, and I know what I know. And so, <laughs> and so anyway, he got all sorts of persecution, but he said, it freed me up spiritually that I don't have to walk around in this bondage, uh, living a life that I truly deep down in my inner parts. I really don't believe this. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's job is to lead and guide you into all truth. And that's what Paul is saying. He says, uh, let me go ahead. Let me read this in Galatians. I, I just got to get this out. Galatians chapter one, verse 15 through 17, Paul explains how he understood and got his revelation of understanding the grace of God. Okay. And uh, I just want to read this. If you have a Bible, it, uh, it's in Galatians chapter one, verse 15 and 17. He did not get this because he got, went to seminary. He did not get this because he was a Pharisee. This was totally something totally different from anything that he had ever learned. And he said, Galatians chapter one, verse 15, he said, and um, I mean, I'll start at verse 11. He said, but I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. He said, no man taught me what I'm getting ready to teach you. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, the Holy Spirit 
teach, has taught me about the ministry of Jesus Christ. What was Jesus Christ's ministry? It was full of grace and truth. He said, for you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. He says, anyone who came against the Jews, I, Paul said, I tried to destroy him. And destroy simply means I, I would kill him. I wanted him. I wanted him graveyard dead. Anybody that came against what I believed. Man, you see a lot of that today. Anybody come against what I believe, I'm coming after you. I'm going to get you. And I advance, verse 14, Genesis of Galatians 1:14, and I advance in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my father. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, he says, God called me to this place of grace that was different from the Mosaic law. He says here, verse 16, to reveal his son in me. Oh, this is, this is good. He said, God revealed Jesus Christ in me. I got to know Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit that was in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem, this is where the Jews were, to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years in Arabia, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remain with him 15 days. It is believed that this three years that Paul spent in Arabia, out on the backside of the desert, he was there with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit was teaching him. He didn't have a Bible to read, but the Holy Spirit was teaching him and giving him revelation and understanding about the grace of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ, like, like we read earlier or said earlier, Jesus Christ was full of grace and truth. And he said, I begin to get infused and with this understanding of God's grace. And then he went on to say, but I saw none of those apostles except James the Jesus's brother, now concerning the things which I write to you indeed, before God, I do not lie. He said, I'm not lying. God taught me how to live by, to preach, and to teach the grace of God. And as he went on this journey of truth, Paul began to look back at the Mosaic law and the Holy Spirit began to show him things like circumcision, which had been around since the, the covenant of Abraham long before uh, Moses had wrote uh, the Ten Commandments, long before they had wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, God had established with with uh, Abraham a covenant and the sign of this covenant was circumcision for all male born, all male born children uh, of, of the Jews. He says, circumcise them. And now 
Paul comes along after we've had this sacred tradition in our in our in our ethnic group, in our religion for thousands of years. Paul comes along, he said, that's not important anymore. Can you imagine how they received that? Not too well. He said, that's not important anymore that God circumcises our heart with his spirit. He puts his spirit on the inside of us. And that is no longer important. And Paul continues on this trajectory of truth in understanding Jesus Christ. He says, and, and let's talk about eating food because we have these dietary laws where you can't eat pork. And uh, what else? I grew up in a church similar to that. You can't eat pork. You can't eat catfish. You can't eat lobsters. You can't any any crustaceans you cannot eat. And uh, over in Acts chapter 15, when they first brought in Gentiles, he said, well, I tell you what, when it comes to dietary laws, tell them just not to eat uh, foods given to idols. But he continues on in the spirit. And by the time he gets to Romans, he realizes what foods you eat is not that important. He says, now, if it offends somebody for you to eat pork in front of them, don't do it. But when you get alone, if you want to eat pork, eat all the ribs that you want, just bless it and eat it. In other words, he's saying these traditions that we once had, these laws that we once had, the Holy Spirit is taking me beyond these things, beyond what we learned between Genesis and Malachi. He's taking us into deeper and deeper truths. Paul writes to the Philippian church. Oh man, can, can I take you over there? Philippians, I just like reading the Bible. Go to Philippians chapter three. Let, let me lay this on you and, and then we'll call it a day. Paul says over in the book of uh, Philippians chapter three, and um, you know, it's, it's there when you, there we are. Philippians chapter three. And he's talking about, uh, again, his relationship with being a part of, of the Jewish faith. And let me say this, Paul never stopped being a Jew. Never, Paul wasn't, Paul did not convert from being a Jew to a Christian. He, he didn't know anything about being a Christian other than I want to know Jesus Christ. I, I'm not talking about being a part of an organized group. He said, I want to know Jesus Christ. And so Paul uh, says over here in Philippians chapter three, he, he's talking about the things that he lost by no longer teaching Torah law, no longer teaching the Mosaic law, and the things that he gained by following the leading of the Holy Spirit that taught him about Jesus Christ. He said, but what things were again, I'm in uh, Romans chapter three, verse seven, Paul is speaking. He said, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. He's talking about the gains that he had under Judaism, but he has lost them for Jesus Christ. Then he says, yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. He said, I want to know Christ. And if I have to lay down the, the teachings that I had under the Old Testament, I'm willing to do that for the teachings of Jesus Christ. And being found him not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may, oh, this is, this is where I wanted to get, 
He says that I may know him. He says, I want to know Jesus Christ. I want to know Jesus Christ in a deeper way. I want to understand what is it that made, what would made him so different? Why would this Jesus Christ tell us to love our enemies and bless those that curse us and do good to those that hate us? Pray for those that despitefully use us. Forgive everyone that's ever hurt us. Why would this Jesus Christ uh, teach us all the things that that to really understand the love of God is to treat people the way that you want to be treated. Why? Why was he teaching us all of these things to, uh, that he taught us throughout his time on this earth? Where did he get all of this from? Paul concluded in Ephesians chapter uh, four. And he says that the Ephesians chapter three, that we are to get, if we really want to get a revelation and an understanding of Jesus Christ, he said, get rooted. Oh, let's go there and read that. I'm shoot, man. We, I, I love reading God's word. I love teaching, reading uh, God's word. And he says, says over here in Ephesians chapter three, try, trying to fulfill, getting understanding all that there is of Christ. He says this Ephesians uh, chapter three. Uh, verse 13. Uh, no, no, no. Let's go down to verse 17. Ephesians 3, 17. He said, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you shall no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Having, am I in the right chapter? No, I knew that. Ephesians 3. I'm in Ephesians 4. Okay, here we go. Ephesians chapter 3. He says, for verse 14, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. This is how we're going to get to know Jesus Christ. Watch this, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Paul said, I want to know him. And then Paul realized that to get to know him, I've got to get rooted and grounded in love. Why? So that I may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. In other words, this is how I can know all the dimensions of God. This is how I can know everything that there is about God. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled, I love this, with all the fullness of God. He said, you get rooted and grounded in love and you will be filled with all the fullness of God. Well, how was he going to do this? He said, I've got to be led by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will show me how to love. It will show me how to love myself, love God, love others. It will show me how to treat people the way that I want to be treated. It will show me how to forgive. It is the love of God will compel me to do these things. That's what it's all about. That's what walking with God is all about. And this love is available to all of us. This is not just, I'm going to say something controversial. This is not something exclusive for Christians. This is for anybody who wants to know 
the love of God. Thank God we can get it through Jesus Christ because we've been privileged to hear about him. We've been privileged to be in close proximity to him. We we know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows Jesus Christ. And that person who knows knew Jesus Christ was ever to tell somebody else who knew Jesus Christ. And, and, and they were able to tell somebody else and they knew Jesus Christ. And they were able to tell somebody else that they knew Jesus Christ. And then we were fortunate and blessed that they told us and we received Jesus Christ. Uh, but he's, God is everywhere. His rain falls on the just and the unjust. His love is everywhere for everybody. Glory to God. Amen. And that's what walking in the spirit is all about. It's walking in the love of God. It's letting the Holy Spirit lead and guide you on this walk of love. Why? So that we can have strong marriages. You know, I, I, I understand this after uh, 42 years of marriage. Uh, a lot of the, my wife and I, we've had our share. We've had, a, like, I'm thinking about Gladys Knight. <laughs> Neither one of us wants, this is how old I am. Neither one of us wants to say goodbye. But we've had our share of ups and downs. We've definitely had our shares uh, of, of ups and downs. But we realize there's only one thing that's going to keep us together. It's not necessarily our love for each other, but God loves for us. And we tap into that love. And then we learn how to love uh, each other. You know, we I used to think that all I had to do was win the argument. But I found by winning the argument, I lost more. I lost more. I lost a relationship. And, you know, a lot of people out there, they think, man, I just need to win the argument. I just need to win the argument. A friend of mine uh, sent me a, a picture in the email not long ago of a guy out on the curb in front of his house. And the caption said he won the argument. <laughs> yeah, but look what he lost. Why God wants to teach us how to love and the Holy Spirit uh, wants to show you. Look, I'm out of time. I thank you so much for yours. This has been a blessing to you. Uh, please, uh, if you're on Facebook, like and share. Uh, if you'd like to leave a positive comment, I, I would really appreciate it. If you're on YouTube uh, or Twitter, leave a comment, a positive comment. If you're on um, YouTube, please subscribe and so that we can know uh, who you are and, and who's one some of the people that are following us on a weekly basis. Uh, we come to you, and like I said, I, I only know in part, but man, the parts that I know are good. And I thank God that he is continually to, to show me and reveal to me who he is and, and, and the bigness of God. That's what I love uh, about the journey that I'm on with God is that he keeps showing me how big he is and how many, you know, one thing about religion, we, we make God real small. And, and by the time religion gets through with God, he's just for us and he's against everybody that's not with us. But I find out the more I understand the love of God, and I find out that he's for a whole lot more people than what I thought. And he's with a whole lot more people than I thought. And, and they're not necessarily wearing the same uniform that my team is wearing. But God is still blessing them. His grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. You know, one of the things that, uh, give me about three minutes. One of the things about love, uh, under flowing in love, is that it gives you understanding. That's one of the biggest things that I find, you know, along with grace and mercy, all of that. But, man, you, you get understanding. You, you, you have empathy for people. Uh, love shows you that, that you sin and that other people sin, too. 
and that there are influences in your life that cause you to sin. There are influences in their lives that cause them to sin. And you're not so hard on people. You know, you, you even people that disagree with you. One of the one of the ways that you're really flowing in love is how you react to people that you disagree with. You know, do you here you have love and your emotions? Your emo, emotions have negative emotions. They have anger, their bitterness, and resentment. And here somebody uh, disagrees with you. Instead of you staying in love, you elevate your emotions over love and now you let your emotions take over with your negative your negativity your anger your bitterness your resentment your unforgiveness where love could have saved the day you let emotions take over and they ruin everything look i'm out of time i'm pastor jay uh this has been the pastor jay podcast let me pray with you before we go father i just thank you and praise you for those that are listening to me live and those uh that will be listening at some further date i thank you and praise you that something has been said today that has been a blessing to them that have been a word of encouragement to them a, a word that can help them take the rest of this day and to go further and stronger with strength and power in your word, that they begin to seek you, that they begin to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of them to lead and guide them into all truth. These things we ask in your son Jesus' name, amen. Well, come back and be with us. We're here every Thursday morning at 1030 Eastern Standard Time uh, to lift you up, to encourage you, to bless you. Like I said, if you're on Facebook, uh, hit like, uh, share, leave a positive comment. I keep saying positive. If you are on uh, YouTube, uh, uh, please subscribe, leave a positive comment, uh, Twitter also. Love you. We'll see you next week.